Something woke Stephen. What had he heard? Maybe he hadn't heard anything. Maybe it was just the wind. He forced himself to steady his breathing and to listen beyond the rain and into the timber. A shiver went through him. It wasn't from the cold. He strained again to hear something, but he could not locate the source of the eerie feeling creeping through him. He quietly reached for his rifle. Would the powder be dry enough? He had his knife and hatchet, he reminded himself. He slowly stood up. The shiver hit him again, but this time it slithered down the full length of his spine, waking up his tired back muscles. He stared into the semi-darkness. He saw nothing. No sounds. No movement. Nothing. He was just tired, his nerves on edge. He'd been through enough today. Nothing else would happen, would it? What would Sam do? He'd listen to his instincts. He wouldn't resort to self-deception, trying to convince himself nothing was wrong. He took a deep, rallying breath. Something prowled out there, something malevolent. He scanned the woods again, but this time he looked further, into the trees. There. Only visible because of its yellow eyes, hot with intensity, focused keenly on him, a huge, menacing head. He was enormous, all massive muscles and fur. The biggest wolf he had ever seen. The wolf took a step forward and snarled, baring its teeth. Even through the rain, Stephen could see its ink-black coat bristling. He remembered what Bear had said about wolves having forty-two bone-crushing teeth. But like a dream wolf, suddenly it was gone again, leaving him with only a feeling of dread. It had not gone away. He felt watched, more than watched, studied. For what seemed like an eternity, it stalked him, just out of sight, veiled by the tree's huge branches and the incessant steady rain. He decided the wolf had revealed himself only long enough to try to weaken his prey with fear. Well, he wouldn't let fear weaken him. Here's where it happens, just like Sam always said. Being brave wouldn't be enough. Victory only goes to the bravest and the most savage. He could only survive the wilderness and this wolf if he could be as savage as it was. Still unseen, the black fiend growled deep in its throat. The blood-chilling sound made his teeth clench. A sense of imminent attack filled him. But it was more than that. It was a sense of a forthcoming struggle for life, his or the wolf's. Stephen turned in a tight circle, trying to find the brute in the shadows. But the demon would not reveal himself. He shuddered and was tempted to run. He took a step forward, testing his knees, then another. He stopped. The wolf could easily outrun him. Besides, running in the rain on slippery mud and slick leaves with stiff knees would only lead to falling and being seized from behind. As though the wolf was actually leaping on his back, he jerked around and glared behind him. But the wolf wasn't leaping.
with wicked poise, the wolf stepped slowly into view. Through the ever-changing drips of the rain, he watched the beast's eyes grow narrow, sharpen into yellow daggers. Then his nostrils flared, and his lips curled, exposing huge teeth. The wolf circled to his right, his steps soft and unhurried. He could nearly read the wolf's thoughts. This was his forest, and he didn't appreciate the intrusion. And he was hungry. Kill it. That's all you have to do, he told himself. Just kill it. He put the wolf in his rifle sights. But if the weapon didn't fire, which was likely, the wolf would be on top of them before he could pull his hatchet or knife. Best to go with a sure thing. He yanked out his knife. He wrapped his fingers, numb with cold, and his raw palm around the knife's handle. He grabbed his hatchet with the other hand, the wet handle slippery. He tightened his grip on both, as another shiny coat emerged from the other side of his shelter.